Hey, good afternoon. Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave for our Tuesday edition of the MagnaWave Office Hours. We're glad to be here with you today. So if you have something that you'd like to talk about, if you have a question, just put it in the cat in the chat box. Or you can give me a call if you'd like to talk about something. Give me a call at 502-414-3436 and we can have a conversation about whatever it is that you would like to discuss with regard to MagnaWave machines, uh, training, the whole, the whole nine yards. There are a couple of things that I do want to go over with you this morning or today dealing with uh, regular, regulatory issues, FDA, uh, those kind of things. A lot of people have asked various questions uh, about those types of topics. So uh, uh, Danny's with us today. Tracy Walker's with us today. Uh, Carly, um, Wendy's with us. Jessica, Kate Myers is with us. Thank you all for being there. We're glad you're here and uh, we want to look forward to, uh, we do look forward to having good conversations with you. I do want to bring up a couple of things. Elaine's business builder class begins this Thursday and there are a couple of openings at this point. This will, I don't know if this will be the last class of the year, probably will be uh, one of the last classes of the year, how things get going here in the, in the third and fourth quarter of the year. But if you're interested in that, you simply go to the MagnaWave website, you go to the practitioner banner at the top and you go to the tab that says for equine professionals. You can go there and you click on it and there's a link that you can click at that point to learn more and to sign up for the business builder class. Again, the class begins this Thursday. So if you're not in and you want to be in, uh, it's a great place to go. They do a great job. Uh, Lane tells me that uh, she learns as much as she teaches, but uh, she really does go over good business principles and good uh, tactics to follow to develop a good business and to build your business and to make it more successful. So, if you have questions about that, give us a call. We can talk about it or ask the question. We'd be happy to learn more or go to the website, go to the practitioner section, uh, equine practitioners tab at that point and learn all about the business builder classes that start this Thursday. There you have it. I'm sure it'll be a, a good class. Also, as many of you know, uh, the hands-on training has resumed. Uh, at MagnaWave, and it's uh, really going very well. As a matter of fact, they're booked out till the end of the year. So if you have interest in uh, joining us for hands-on training in Louisville, uh, please uh, give the office a call and ask for Teresa or Carson, and they'll get you on the list for the classes that will be available, the hands-on training events that will be available starting in uh, January of next year. So uh, it's going very well. A lot of folks have signed up every Friday. We have the hands-on training. So um, if you'd like to participate, give us a call and let's talk about it, get you in town and say, hey, let's uh, have lunch or something. That'd be, sounds like a, a good time. Okay, let's see. There are a couple of questions here that we want to get to. Let me jump over here. Uh, Kim asks a question. Does anybody know how to find out if you have to be licensed as massage therapist or anything else to do MagnaWave and LZR in Oregon? Well, I took a look and uh, Oregon uh, has some less requirements or less uh, restrictions than other states. And the primary thing uh, that you need to look at there. They do not specifically call out massage or light therapy or uh, PEMF uh, in Oregon. If you're working uh, for the owner of the horse as an agent, 
or an employee of the owner, which you are doing if you're part-time helping them with their horses, that type of thing, everything is good. The, the important thing, and that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about today, <clears throat> is claims. You have to be very careful. Uh, and really, these, the situation is kind of changing a little bit because there are a lot of machines out there. There are a lot of people who are doing the PEMF as a business, not only utilizing MagnaWave devices, but other devices. And so it's really grown, uh, which is good. There's plenty of work. I've always maintained that there's plenty of work for everybody. It all depends on how well you know how to build your business with the builder, business builder classes or how you handle yourself, how you present yourself, what your knowledge is, your background. That's what really makes a difference in how somebody works with you or how you're going to work with someone. But with that said, it's just very important to not make any claims. Uh, we've had some people, uh, not only practitioners, but people, people who do herbs and so on um, over the years. And they will say, well, do this to help that. And in a sense, they're making a claim. If they say, take this and you'll, re and you'll improve that, you got to be careful what you're saying. So we want to talk about MagnaWave and PEMF being a source of muscle stimulation, energy to the body to allow the body to feel good and be in a better position to heal itself, regardless of what uh, indication that the body is fighting. We don't go after specific indications at this point, but we can talk about the energy to the body and how it improves the body's ability to basically heal itself, as I've said a million times. But that's what you want to be careful of. You don't want to list specific things. If you have brochures, you can talk about various things. If you're talking with someone about what you understand, they can look at testimonials that are on the website. Third-party testimonials are fine. So it's just a matter of what you print or what you say that can be construed by someone as not being appropriate or not being in the proper realm as far as medicine or as far as veterinary is concerned. And I'm speaking specifically now about uh, veterinary at this point. The human aspect is changing as well with regard to what someone can say or what you what you can do. So you always want to keep that in mind. And if you have questions, again, contact the office, ask for Teresa. She will be and tell her what your thoughts are, or what your questions are. If you want someone to look at your brochure, we're happy to do that. So you make sure that you're not saying anything or you're not representing something that could get you or someone in trouble because some a doctor or somebody can say, well, they're practicing medicine or they're make, making claims. You just want to be very careful about that. What we know is that people who use this therapy and utilize these devices and the energy that we produce, they have wonderful results for many different things. And it just happens. The body feels better. And that's really what we're trying to do is promote the health of the body to allow the cells to be healthier and just by giving them this positive uh, PEMF energy. And so if you, if you work in that fashion, things are fine. The news and views, we've worked very hard to make the news and views uh, fit within those criteria. So it's a great leave behind that you can give someone that they can read articles and read testimonials and read what various doctors have said about what goes on. And that, that is a way to, to present a lot of information to help you build your business, help your customers understand what it is that you're doing. So that's just, you know, something I want to talk about. And if you have questions on that, 
give us a call. If you have questions about your materials, uh, please reach out to Teresa in uh, training and they'd be happy to, uh, um, Teresa, Teresa's write something to metal implants in the body. I'll have to take a look at that. It just popped up on my, my screen over here. So, um, let's see. And says, do not, you, okay, let's, let's come back here and I'll go down to see who's with us. And they have questions, uh, today on the, uh, let's see, let me kind of come through. I want to get them in order. So we, uh, make sure we, uh, have them in place, uh, Leilani is with us this morning. Maureen's with us. Kim's with us. Jason's with us this morning. Hey, Jason, how are you? Kim's with us. Uh, Wendy writes, a friend of mine just purchased a Soul Pro. The warnings on her sticker says, do not use within one foot of metallic implants, stents, pins, rods, or screws. I'm confused. I thought MagnaWave can be used with metal, but not with implanted battery-operated devices. Is this something new that you can't use it if someone has stents, pins, rods, or screws? What we want to do, and, and yes, the devices have been used for years around people who have metal implants, i.e. rods, screws, uh, those types of things. That's what Teresa was just talking about. I need to pull that message back up and have a look at it. We certainly, we want people to be cautioned. We want you, so we put, we have this information in here. We want you to understand that you always want to think about that. When you're dealing with someone, we don't want to make them uncomfortable. We don't want to produce heat in the body. Not that we've ever experienced a lot of those type situations. So we put things in there for caution. We put things in there for you to understand. If the person signs a release and they've got a piece of metal in their arm and they're comfortable with your treating them, then that's what you deal, you work that out with your with your client. But again, it's just an awareness thing. It's kind of like the, we always talk about, don't put it next to a computer, have it so many feet away from a computer. If someone has a pacemaker, have them step 10 feet away or so. And that's a precaution. We want to be safe. We'd rather err on the side of safety as opposed to have someone who has an, has an experience. And, and we've never really encountered those types of, I've had people that I was, that I was treating and it happened to me one day in Ocala uh, 15 years ago. I'm treating a young lady. I mean, she was in her early twenties and she was talking, she rode, she was talking about her back problem and she's going on and I'm treating her and it did not occur to me at that juncture to ask her if she had any implants or, or electrical devices or anything like that. And about two thirds of the treatment, she says, you know, by the way, I've got a, a um, pacemaker. And I thought, oops. <laughs> so we had to change and step away and she had no problems. It didn't do anything. It didn't hurt anything. It's a, again, it's a precaution and we want to follow those types of situations. It's kind of like the pregnancy, as you know, most doctors uh, contraindicate using most anything or doing most anything in a, in a pregnancy type of situation. And, and so we follow that and we stick with it and try to try to do that. And again, that's a strictly up to the person or the doctor. We had the same situation with colic in horses for years. We didn't do it. Doctors said, no, don't do it. Then all of a sudden they started seeing how it could work. And now a veterinarian will say, okay, in this kind of case, this may be beneficial to help break things up or move things along through, through the system. So it's always important to understand that. So we're just trying to be safe and cautious. And I've always maintained if someone has a rod, put the coil on their shoulder or wherever it may be, treat them on a very moderate setting for a couple of minutes to make sure they're comfortable, make sure nothing's going on and, and pursue it in that fashion. 
have them sign the release that they understand that they're doing this therapy uh, at that point. And so that's kind of how we, we have to, and please, that's why I was talking about a moment ago, claims and, and you can't make claims as to, because the FDA is becoming present today on what people are saying and how they're saying it. And so it's the same thing. When we go to safety test the devices, the coils we use, the, the type of uh, wire that's in the coil has to be able, able to accept specific voltages. 10 years ago, that wasn't an issue. And, and today it is. When you safety test, you have to know that the cases are fire retardant. 10 years ago, no one cared whether or not a case was fire retardant. But now in order to be safety tested, to move down the lane with the FDA and, and responsibility for the equipment, we have to list these things. We have to understand. We have to make the user aware of what's going on and what's happening. We've always had to do it. it, it, it we were always supposed to do it, and many people did do it but it was just a situation that there weren't many people out there. Everybody was learning, everybody was going on. Today, uh, safety testing is a big deal. FDA registration is becoming more of an important factor. And because the FDA does send letters, the FDA does understand and want to know, wants to know what people are saying and what they're doing. So we try to be very careful. We don't want to say the wrong things. We want to be very upfront and transparent in that position and we recommend that you do the same. So that's why you'll see that you'll, you'll see that and there are contraindications that we list in there for pregnancy and different, different situations. So that's, that's why it's there for safety, for your safety, for your client's safety, but at the same time for understanding uh, of what's going on. And I hope that helps. If you have any questions, uh, let me know. Uh, Maureen says, I always err on the conservative side and anything I publish or state, the horses speak for me. There you go. I mean, you don't have to say things. All you have to do is say, how does this horse feel? How did this horse perform? What happened? And that, that really is where it comes from as far as your veterinary usage is concerned. Okay, let's see. Um, thank you for clarifying. Yep, not a problem. Uh, a lot of folks with us this morning. That's great. And uh, we're here. If you have any questions, simply put them in the box. Let me see if we've had anybody send me a text for a phone call. Nope. If you'd like to talk to me, give me, send me a text to 502-414-3436. And we can have a question, a question and answer session. And I'd be happy to answer your questions. One thing that we are going to do uh, in the future, because there are times that we want to, you'll have a question and we want to give you uh, a, an answer that has some background to it as far as anecdotal ev evidence, as far as maybe some studies that have been done in other areas and how it can apply. And so we're going to have some, some conversations that we can have uh, in, uh, you know, in private, if you will, if you have a question that you want to discuss. We're going to be happy to do that. We're going to set uh, situations up that you can get some of those answers that you're looking for uh, in, a, in the proper uh, situation. I have a question on a protocol to treat sarcosis. Can you tell me the best way to treat? Well, you're, you're dealing with a comfort situation there. You want to provide, provide the energy, the PMF energy to the area of issue. And uh, so perhaps you can get some inflammation reduction at that point with the energy, which will help the overall, hopefully, would aid the situation. 
and, and, and those types of things. As, as Aaron always used to point out, if you have an issue and you got something you want, you got a piece of well-being that you want to try to improve, put the, put the coil on, treat it, and, and go forward and see how the animal reacts, see if the animal feels better and uh, performs better and stays healthier. And that's what it's all about, providing this energy uh, to the body so the animal feels better, is in a better state to heal itself. Um, what is your recommendation for a MagnaWave treatment on a bowed tendon? Well, as I was just saying, uh, you want to you treat the area of discomfort. So you put the coil on there and you begin to treat six to eight minutes to help everything be better in that area and uh, hopefully get it. You know, tendons and nerves are tough to, to deal with. The inflammation just doesn't like to leave. It's, it's tough to get inflammation out and to, to provide for the BEMF energy to provide the comfort that we're looking for to allow the blood flow of the horse to better relieve the inflammation in the area. And, and so that's what we're after doing. So put it on and treat it. Treat it a couple of times a day, six to eight, 10 minutes. If you've got the capability of doing it a couple of times a day for the first seven or eight days, and then just see how things go. Keep after it. You know, a doctor always says we treat as long as function continues to improve. Uh, Dr. Dreesen says that. And then we treat as often as necessary to maintain the function that we were able to see the animal achieve as it improved its health. And, and things go along. So that's that's a good rule of thumb, regardless of, of what you're doing. If, if you treat the animal, they're back, they move a little better, the back is better, you're giving them good positive energy to facilitate that. And it, with every treatment they get, they can do it longer, they can perform better, they, they feel better longer, and you just keep going as long as the improvement continues to gain. Uh, but if you hit a plateau, and it doesn't change much at that point, then the situation becomes, let's keep it there. So maybe you only need to treat once a week. It's kind of like yourself. You know, when you first go get a massage, you might want that massage twice for the first week or two or three times. And then all of a sudden you can get it once a week or once every two weeks, whatever works for you to feel good, to get the release that you're looking for. And so that's how we approach it. And that's the best way for you to approach it. Good protocol, put it on a treat, six to eight minutes, moderate, comfortable setting, put the energy in there, see what happens and go forward. I mean, it's pretty simple when you uh, approach it like that. It's pretty easy to talk about. And as Maureen was saying, the animals speak for you. The animals will tell the people uh, how they're doing and, and what's going on. And, and I had a lady write a note into the uh, practitioner page today where she was talking about her dog having some incontinence problems. And she went back and watched Marty's interview from, from MagnaCon. And he recommended a supplement during that particular interview. And she used the supplement along with treating the, treating the animal with her MagnaWave. And the dog has not had a problem since she started that process. And so things work together. And the doctor can share some information about a supplement that you can use and how the MagnaWave can enhance that particular uh, application of supplementation. Bingo. Uh, things follow through in that uh, sense. In that sense, Becky. Good morning. Uh, I have a question about. Oh, we've got that. Uh, what is your recommendation recommendation for a magna? Oh, you did the bow tendon already. Any helpful suggestions on torso neuropathy? Uh, cause is still undetermined. Doctor by doctor approved magna wave. Well, if the doctor is recommending that you use this pulsed energy 
on that particular area. You know, neuropathy is a situation where the nerves begin to die or atrophy and they don't, and, and some people have a burning sensation when that happens. Other people have a loss of feeling, a tingling type of situation. So what we wanna do is provide the energy to the body so the blood flow is good, the blood flow is happy, if you will, and can go to those areas and, and energize that type of situation. So perhaps you can have some relief, provide relief to the area because the body's happy with the energy that we're putting in there and the blood is happy and the blood moves and the oxygen improves potentially and, and things, uh, things go. So uh, we're not, and, and that goes to a question that someone posed. They talked about, there's been somebody, uh, different people have claimed over the years, I'm going back 15 years and some people were making claims that, oh, you do this and you're going to see a 200% increase in oxygen. I've never seen that. I've never, I looked, I, I searched and searched and searched to where someone could document that a doctor or a study or something showed that. And I never was able to find it. And, uh, but I, I have found where there are some anecdotal studies and there are some studies that show uh, a, a percentage of increase of oxygenation when you supply this type of energy to the body. And uh, it's subtle, but any improvement is a, is a good thing. So we like to have this energy into the body that could potentially might improve that. And then there are some results that can come from that. And that's the key. That's what we're talking about. So in those types of situations, it, it takes time. Uh, if you have that, if you're talking about an animal and you're having those types of situations and you're, and you're dealing with it, if it's a client, the doctor has recommended that they, they understand the energy and they understand what's going on. Uh, the, the, the suggestion is treat, as we've talked about, treat the area, put it on, treat it, let them relax, treat it again, let it relax, let it do its job and see how it does. And, and uh, of course, uh, anecdotal uh, testimonials have shown that people have, have had some relief. They've had some uh, good improvement in those types of situations, coupled with the medications that they're taking in the exercise and various things that, that they're doing for their well-being. And that's really how we want uh, to approach things and go forward with them. And, and that, that's always uh, the best thing to do. You know, when, when uh, I was first exposed to this, when, uh, when I was treating horses after 9-11, when I first got started with some low-powered equipment, it was very relaxing to the animals. And, and so that, that was a good thing to help them relax, race horses particularly, and performance horses, show horses, jumpers and hunters and the whole night dressage horses, and it just was very relaxing. Over time, we started seeing that, that the application of a higher power caused some things to happen more rapidly, caused the, the animal to feel uh, better uh, more rapidly, recover from the competition more rapidly, much like someone would, would take a cold shower or a warm shower or whatever the situation may be just to feel, feel better. And that's the, uh, that's the position that we're presenting uh, uh, to the body uh, when you get into those types of recovery situations. Uh, it was first, it was always help my horse feel good so it can run faster, longer, or it can jump higher, or better range of motion. And all those things would happen in many cases just because we're, you know, someone gives you a nice back massage, you feel better. You, 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 you can go. And that's what we're doing 
uh, with this piece of equipment and with these animals at, at this time. So let's see if there's any, no other questions coming up there. Let me come over and see if anyone has sent me a text for a phone call. Nope. 502-414-3436. Um, let's see. Oh, and, and, and just to go into a couple of areas that, that people have, have talked about, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a, there, there, there are several manufacturers of these devices, and, and that's part of what I'm talking about. Some people make some claims. They say things. Uh, they talk about uh, what's dangerous, what's not dangerous, are there emissions, um, and, and so forth. And, you know, there are, anytime you have a spark, you have an emission of ozone. And so, you know, how much is, is it bad? Well, if you take an ozone generator and you put it in your room and you turn it on and, it, and the ozone generator runs, you know, full time, you're going to get to a point that it's bad for you. The ozone will harm you. You can't breathe it. It's dangerous. It's poisonous to, to the system. That's why you, when you do ozone generators, they regu greatly regulate how much ozone is coming out and those little air purifiers that are ozone powered and, and so forth. So in, in the case of the spark chamber and the emissions being created or whatever are there, the, uh, some calculations have shown that if you take the device and you put it on your, on your body, you'd have to turn it on and leave it on for 17 hours. I use two numbers to 17 hours to get one second. I always say one minute. People can wrap their head around one minute, but 17 hours of operation to get one second of, of harmful exposure or could be determined. It's not harmful, but it would just to get one second. My gosh, you pick up your telephone and you put it up to your ear and, you know, people are talking about that, the radiation and the, and the signals and the frequencies that come off of your telephone, your microwave, my TV screen here in front of me. So that's those kind of situations. And that, that comes back to the safety testing that I was talking about, that we're putting all of our devices are in the process of being safety tested. Now, they're all not being safety tested at one time. Why? Because the lab can't do all of them at one time. They have other customers and they and they can only do physically do so many at, at one time. But every machine that we have at our disposable from our manufacturers, we know is in some form or some state of safety testing. And, and we have devices that have been safety tested and do carry the stickers of safety testing in Health Canada and so forth. We have other devices that are actually safety tested and registered with the FDA. They know we have them. They know we're safety testing them. We have a study, uh, studies that we're beginning to implement to start in the next few weeks uh, that will be dealing with various topics that we will share with you. Uh, as we get everything finalized, but we are in fact working to have our own studies completed that we can, uh, and they're blind studies with 50 participants done by a third party and to be able to outline specifically what can be achieved, what efficacy is there so we can, as we move forward with these questions, we can answer them accordingly. And there's not a lot of folks that have done that. So more and more, I guess, are trying, but that's that that's the situation. It's very expensive to do it, but we we've decided that we are going to, in fact, have, you know, so if the FDA were to call us tomorrow and say, okay, you have all these devices that you're marketing, uh, what is the situation with them? We can pull out the farms 
and say, okay, here, this one's safety tested. This one's being safety tested. This is going to go at this date. This is happening over here. Here's what we have found. I mean, when you safety test and you talk about emissions, you can't have emissions uh, that are considered dangerous. And, and so you need to make sure your frequencies are proper and you're not, and you're just, it's just, things are changing and it, it's, it's forcing us to, and it's a good force. I'm not saying I'm being forced, but it's a, it's a good force that we sit down and talk with the manufacturers and the factories and, and they're, in, they're in this game as well. And so they know that, okay, we need to change this. We need to make this better. Uh, it's like the fire retardant case. If you want to be safety tested in the United States, if you want to send something out of the country for veterinary use or for human use at some point, it, it, the case is, is fire retardant. And that's just part of the deal. Well, that changes the cost. That changes the quantities that you have to order in order to get the cost where it needs. You know, it's a lot of things like that that these factories deal with and, and that we're because we're dealing with these people that we have, to, but we know that these are the requirements that are there and we're following those requirements. And we want to, uh, that's why I was talking about claims. We're analyzing all of our websites and we'll help you analyze yours. We want to say things that are proper. We want to let the animals speak for us. And, uh, you know, as we move into the human area and with the FDA and so forth, we want the clients to speak for us. We want the clients to understand and we want them to have uh, the good access to safe registered equipment. And uh, we are certainly at MagnaWave uh, committed to go down that line. Uh, that's the AOPP, the Association of PMF Professionals, pmfprofessionals.com. If you're not a member, this is my commercial. If you're not a member, go visit the AOPP and, and sign up. It, it, it's a wonderful organization. We're a founding member. We want to help fund the AOPP to, for them to grow. So, and, and anybody can, any, any practitioner, regardless of your device background, any manufacturer, regardless of what you're doing, can be a member of the AOPP. There's requirements and the AOPP wants us to be safety tested. The AOPP wants to be able to stand up and say, look, we uh, we're trying to get these regulations. And, and the AOPP has gone to bat for us in Pennsylvania and California and Texas, uh, Montana on various things that are going on and we're and they're able to talk to the to the boards and to the to the doctors and and get good information out there in, in a fashion that it it's um, understood and you know when I started when I first started in the business I got to give you a little history I was a equipment salesman for about six years and so I sold equipment PMF equipment actually but I was selling this equipment to the trainers and to the people when all of a sudden uh, MagnaWave came into the picture and I started doing treatments. They kept looking at me, how can you, who's been a salesman, treat my horse and help me with this? What's your background? What, what's going on? Well, I did have a background. I do have a background in microbiology and pathology. So I had, I, I could talk it, I could understand it, and I did understand it. But it was hard for me to cross that bridge and move from sales rep to practitioner, if you will, and to be accepted a as a practitioner. And so it's important to be able to, I kind of got off on a little tangent there. I kind of lost where I am. If you can help me, help me. <laughs> and, but at any rate, that's where, that's where things change. And, and that's where they're changing in the industry. And we're trying to make sure that we are a top-notch uh, player. We want to be. 
that's, that's important to me. And I think it's important to Elaine. I think it's important to all of our, our employees and, and support factories and so forth at, at MagnaWave is to provide the best equipment possible and to provide the best services so you can provide the best services to your customers. Okay, let's see. Let me jump back over here. Uh, nobody wants to talk to me today, but that's okay. Uh, text your name, 502-414-3436, and we can have a conversation. Let's see. Um, let's see. I've got a filly I just picked up who has scar tissue at her fetlock. Will MagnaWave, where to go? Um, will MagnaWave help with the scar tissue? We have an up-and-coming appointment with the vet to x-ray the fetlock. Well, my experience has been that the energy that goes into the body in that area and can help the blood flow in that area, help things work, can keep can help the body to keep that scar tissue at bay, we've seen, and also to keep it from solidifying, just kind of keep it soft and pliable. And we know that uh, a lot of plastic surgeons today have used PEMF devices to reduce scarring uh, in their in their patients. That's one of the directions in, in, with our human line as far as a study is concerned is to address that. There's a, there's a lot. If you look at testimonials, you go to the MagnaWave page and you look at pay, testimonials, the MagnaWave International Education and Research page, you can, you can ask that question and people can share their sites, their insights uh, as far as how they've experienced uh, relief and improvement in those types of areas. So the, the practitioner can tell you what they've experienced and, and what's going on. So uh, it, it, can it aid the body, the horse's body in, in working with that inflammation? Most assuredly uh, has been our type of experience. Uh, Kim's with us from Pennsylvania. Um, uh, let's see. Thank you. Oh, lead. Thank you. Uh, join the AOPP today. Is there a place that I can find the frequencies for each of the settings attachments for the Julian Duo? We do supply uh, on the website some Gauss levels from the lowest to the highest. And in each, in, as you go through the numbers uh, on the Julian Duo, I do believe that they have a, a, a breakdown. The problem with that, the challenge is each attachment is different. So if you put the large loop on and you put it on number five, you have a particular setting. If you put the butterfly on at number five, you have a different uh, intensity or a different frequency. And you do the same thing with, with the large loops. You put the large wings on or you use the paddle. It changes from each one. It's very difficult for people to, they, they want you to say, okay, you do this and you get this much gauss. And you do this and you get that much gauss. And a lot of studies, and so one of the reasons that we kind of go with the comfort and, and the, the length of time is when you're putting this energy into the body, you're going to have a good penetration. It's the amount of energy that you're putting in at any one place. I always maintain, let's put as much energy into the area that is comfortable for the client, comfortable for the horse, comfortable for the dog. And, and so if they're comfortable and you're putting good energy in there, you're getting it. Whether or not that energy, this goes back to Dr. Bob Dennis when he did the NASA study. He settled on his device. He set it at 10 hertz. And so everybody said, oh, he used 10 hertz. That's what it has to be. 
And then he came to us at Magna, at MagnaCon and said, no, that was an arbitrary number. I think I could have gotten the same result or I've learned that I would have gotten the same result at 20 hertz or I've gotten the same result at 5 hertz or the same result at 50 hertz. Whatever the situation may be, it's just a matter of how that energy is being absorbed and accepted and utilized by the, the animal, or in his case, the, the person that he was doing the study for NASA that they would use, be able to use things for the astronauts. So yes, those particular numbers are available, uh, but it, it's very difficult to put it out there steadfast because it does change from, uh, from um, attachment to attachment from device to device because of the different power levels. And it just gets very, 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 very uh, confusing to some folks. But, the, the, you know, uh, that that is available. And uh, that's call, talk to your uh, product specialist, and they'd be happy to get you the information that's available for that. And I, I hope that helps uh, as you as you go along. Uh, can we maybe receive a scripted MagnaWave statement on exactly how we should phrase when clients are asking regarding specific uh, indications? This way, we are all answering in uniformity and getting MagnaWave and ourselves in uh, into any hot water. Great question, Leilani. And a lot of that is covered in the certification training uh, to where we, we try to answer things and give questions and answers to to questions, but that that's a good point. And we will, in fact, try to work on a statement that could be used. Uh, you'll notice that I quite often come back to, and I don't mean to shortchange what you're saying at all. I'm not meaning this at all. But as Aaron used to always point out, put it on and treat it, put it on and treat it comfortably, and then see what happens, see the, how the horse performs, how they go, and what they do in, in their performance letter and uh, performance that, that they're uh, doing. And so, uh, but we will try to put something together. Some people have that in their, in their elevator speech uh, that they use. And, and so it's a great point. And we certainly don't want to, uh, uh, to do that. She goes on to say that she states that CBD or Magnoid PMF treatments is a holistic approach to improve your horse's dog or human overall health and to help reach homeostasis, which we target by treating the entire body without using drugs. Pretty good. Uh, thank you <laughs> for for sharing that. And and so homeostasis is something that's that's a good word. We work to provide this energy to the body so the body can utilize it to reach better homeostasis, be in a better position to heal itself. You know, overall well-being is, is important. And, and you can go look at devices that the FDA has approved for depression, that's been approved for tumors, brain tumors, has been approved for uh, non-union fractures. Uh, and so there are devices, there are several devices today that are FDA approved and cleared for specific uses. And as we know, doctors will then go, we'll take this, this will work for this, I'm going to use it for this to see what happens and how it, how it goes, We're talking about using something off-label. And so you can just go look at, at some of the devices that are FDA approved. And, and that's what's important, just because someone has a device uh, for non-union bone fractures doesn't mean that I can say what our device does. If I want to say that and I want to, to tell that to you, I need to go do the study, participate in the study, get registered with the FDA, become safety tested with the FDA, make sure that we build according or that the factories build according to special uh, qualifications and so forth. Then you earn the right to talk about 
doing something. And, and that's, you go to college and you get your doctorate and to gain the knowledge to best talk about something, to best deal with something. And that's what, it, that's what it's all about. And that's what is happening today with regard to the standards that we want to stand up to and, and we standards that we frankly expect other manufacturers, other distributors, other you know people to stand up to so we we are respected and understood in our communities across the country and actually across across the world there you go um let's see bridget talks about looking for a practitioner that uses magnaway for spa and cons and a cosmetic spa environment uh please contact me Bridget, that's, that's a great question. We do know that there are practitioners that use uh, PEMF for in spa types of situations and uh, be a great, perhaps someone will reach out to you. Uh, client's horse is getting shock wave for suspensory swelling. No care. I've been asked to treat with MagnaWave in between the shock wave treatments. Perfect. Uh, there are, you know, and here again, there's many different schools of thought. There are situations, for example, uh, in the FEI, uh, shockwave has to be done. I forget what the day, I believe it's, I want to say eight to 10 days out uh, from competition, but we can treat right up until uh, competition. There's been no stipulation that we can't. And so you can, you can very well support those types of therapies with MagnaWave. And, and uh, I've done it for years when I was on the racetrack all the time, they would come, the veterinarian would provide, would do shockwave or some other type of medication or some other type of, of treatment. And then they would say, please support this, keep this animal feeling good up till race day. And uh, as you know, many uh, jurisdictions, when it comes to uh, race day, they don't allow various treatments, including MagnaWave or magnetic therapy or light therapy, a lot of things on the day of the race. The day before the race is okay, and uh, but yet shockwave needs to be seven to ten days out before they do something. But this can allow you to support that type of situation. I've had chiropractors talk to me the comfort that we can provide to an animal. Uh, so they do the they do the chiropractic treatment on the animal, and the animal holds that if you treat them periodically, holds that alignment longer. And they, they are comfortable for a longer period of time. And so, therefore, you can work to help support the chiropractor in that type situation, just as the doctor, as Lee's been asked, uh, the MagnaWave can support that type situation. Uh, the vet's saying the horse will need six to nine months off. Well, you know, and, and that could very well be, but one of the things that, that, we've appreciated and learned over the years with this positive energy to the body. Uh, many times the animals are in a situation that they allow themselves to heal more rapidly. We've heard countless times. And again, go to the, go to the uh, testimonial page on the website or MagnaWave International Education and Research Group on Facebook and ask the question about this. And you'll see things where where people have, or not people, but animals have experienced, people in their animals have experienced a, a more rapid healing type of situation because of the, the blood's happy, the oxygen is doing all right and doing well, and it just it sets up an environment that the body can, can move along. So it'd be interesting, Lee, to see how well uh, that works, and it may get a, they may see a, uh, 
a better improvement. I know that the device, uh, Zimmer Myomed device uh, that, that that was for non-union bone fractures that that was came about because some fractures would not would not union would not grow together. That's what they were saying. Well, we got it. It's just it, it's not making union to to heal. And they found that with the magnetic and the PEMF therapy that they were able to get those bones in a situation that they formed a union and they healed and it went on. And in many cases in a more rapid fashion than if you just hope to see it happen. And, and so, and that's a, that's a, that's a device and it's out there and you can see what they do and understand how they use that device. And so that's one of the things that we've seen is, is by utilizing the, the PMF energy that's in many cases, the body's in a position to better heal itself and to uh, maybe go along. Okay. Let's see. Um, What's the, I'm saying that by adding MagnaWave, we can hopefully shorten the time off pen, uh, pending a follow-up ultrasound. Again, no tear present. You're absolutely right. Uh, again, if you look at this testimonials, there are doctors that, that are absolutely amazed when the animals receive this therapy and that their progression is improved. Uh, they're very happy with how they're healing and they can monitor them how they're healing. And that that's a good thing. And I think you're spot on in uh, uh you're not, oh, I don't believe you're overstepping your bounds. Uh, again, they can, they can learn from the testimonial page. They can understand that. And uh, the news and views can help you in that situation, Lee, to share this with them so they can see the benefits that potentially could, could follow. We're not saying that it happens all the time, but it could uh, be in that, um, that type situation. Uh, by stating that there is no lameness or swelling or tear, that the horse should be good to go back to work sooner. Um, it, it, and that could be, again, it, 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 every animal's different. And sometimes you got to think about this, even though there's not a tear, uh, I, I did my NCL, uh, uh, didn't tear it, but I really got after it. And, and uh, my doc said, that's as bad as a break. And, you know, because you hyperextended it and, and, you know, it's, it's a real loose situation there now and you, and you got to get it to tighten back up and to be secure. You have to exercise, you got to work it, you got to do all these things. And, and so that's, that's part of it. But the, the fact that it's not torn, if it were torn and separated, then you got to, the doc's got a totally different situation. And so they're certainly, they're going to approach it in a different manner as well. Um, Perry Ancrum asked the question, can humans use it? Well, Perry, that's a situation that a, a PMF therapy all over the world is used for humans. In the United States, there are several devices that are approved for human use. Uh, we have devices now that are registered with the FDA for human use. We also have them registered with the FDA uh, with the understanding that we're using them with animals. And, and so the short answer is, yes, it can be used with humans. The long answer is you need to understand what it is. Whoever's using it cannot be making claims. You can't, un you know, you, you just have to understand the situation. There are devices that are approved. For humans, it is a different world. The veterinary side of the of the aisle does not require FDA approval for every device because animals are basically regarded as chattel. And so much is learned from that. If if everything, just think about it, if everything in veterinary had to be when it was first started, FDA approved or FDA cleared, the expense and the testing 
and the safety stuff. It would pro pro prohibit anybody from, I'm not going to do this new device because I can't afford it. And uh, even though people like it. So the veterinary area is there and they have some leeway. Well, most devices on the human side come from animal testing, animal experiment, animal usage. And, and so that's the beauty there. Now, again, they don't want claims. They don't want you using it wrong. They don't want you using it dangerously. In the veterinary world, we are kind of operate on what we call, um, um, what word am I searching for? We, we operate on a complaint-based management. In other words, if you're doing something and you're doing it in a manner that is basically considered safe and you're not quacking things or doing quackery, if there's no complaints and, and it, it is deemed to be pretty safe, the FDA is not going to do anything. But if someone calls and complains or says I was hurt or my animal was hurt and then the FDA has every right to step in and say, hey, what are you doing? How are you doing it? You shouldn't be doing that. It's it's this or it's that. And and so you got to play by that oversight from the FDA if someone it, it's agreed when we come into this and you want to be a class one device or you just want to start learning about the FDA you get you, you learn that that what where where your parameters are and you learn what you can say and what you can't say you learn what you can do and what you can't do and as long as you do that and stay in those realms then you can develop and you can improve and you can make animals happier and healthier and all of that. And then what happens is quite often it moves over uh, to the human side. A, a, a machine that I was selling back in 2002, 2003, it was called a transpirator. And it was like a nebulizer, but it took water in the tank, converted it into a gas, and the animal would inhale it into their, into their lungs. So a gas was going into their lungs, not a droplet like from a nebulizer, but this gas was going into the lung. This thing weighed 50 pounds. It was, it was huge. Uh, it worked great, still does work great. It's a great piece of equipment uh, manufactured by Centurion Systems, and uh, they use them all over, all over the world, where that technology that he developed had went to the human side. I can't think of the vapotherm, I believe, is the human device, and you put it around your neck, and it sits right here, and you put a cannula on, and it converts this little bit of water into a gas that goes in and helps your lung, helps your breathing, helps all this, all this kind of stuff came from a veterinary device. And that's what happens in, in that regard. Um, hi from PA. Is there any problem treating a hoof with a heavy rubber boot on like a therapeutic easy boot type of rubber or hoof dip? No problem. You can uh, you can treat right through that right through that rubber boot. There, there is some resistance, but you, with the machines that we have today, there's enough power that you can go right through that boot and right up into the right up into the hoof to help everything that's going on there and to give some good energy and good support uh, to those areas. When you say a very low or moderate setting, is that low or moderate or on a high power machine? I mean, if I have a semi five, does five on my machine equal moderate on a more high power machine? Yes. The lower power machines are, are certainly lower. So people that have the, the old semi three and the, the semi five and now the semi 10, uh, th th there is the semi 10 is getting to, to a point to where 
in some cases you wouldn't want to turn it all the way up. But some of the older machines, the Semi 3, you might turn it up more to its highest setting more often and for a longer period of time and would be considered moderate even at a high setting. So you're absolutely correct. What we're referring to when we say moderate is when you get into the, the Soul Pros and the, and the Pulse Pros and the Maxes and the Mayas and those devices that, that you wanna make sure that they're comfortable. You want comfort is the key and, and it always has been. And uh, of course I've had stories about that also over the years. So listen, it's, I'm going to tell you, uh, I do have to leave here in, a, in just a minute because I have another meeting that I have to attend at uh, 1 o'clock Eastern, and i got about eight minutes to get set up and, and ready for that. But some great questions today, uh, and I hope you understand uh, as I'm trying to, to me, I felt like I'm, I was dancing a little bit in some cases because I'm really trying to train myself as to what verbiage to use, uh, what to say when I'm talking about something so I don't cross any lines and we keep everything as it, as it should be. So it's a good practice. If you can bear with me as I'm working to do this in a more professional and better manner, it, that could help you as, as well as you present yourself to your customers. Because I, I do truly believe that, that Questions will be asked, and, and it's important that we present ourselves and yourself in a professional manner, and yet in a manner that is understood and uh, not making false what someone could interpret to be improper claims um, as you go forward. Okay, uh, one more. I have a few clients struggling with mares and reproduction, sustaining pregnancy and conception. Thoughts on working reproductive organ zones to increase fertility? I, well, if you can increase the health of the area or improve the health of the area, then you can improve the, the other things going on with reproduction and carrying and, and so forth. And so comfort is, comfort is vital and, and good energy to the body. So the blood is flowing smoothly and happily and going on. Um, is, is important. Can this be beneficial? I work with a veterinarian in Ocala. Mm. Back in 2007, 2008, and, and uh, that was exactly what, what she was working on, was utilizing these various tools to help with the reproductive process, to help with the whole thing. And she was happy and uh, was doing more. And But then, you again, you get into a situation of availability and you know, where, where do you test this and you know where does it go, so on and so forth. So great questions. Maureen, thank you very much. Uh, I learn something every week also, so it's such a pleasure. Uh, being here and dealing with everybody and, and having a good time. So with all that said, I want to thank you for being with me today. I want you to wave on to better health and uh, happiness and prosperity as part of the Magnolia family. And if you're not in the family and you want to join the family, come on down. But that's uh, at any rate, thank you very much for being here. Have a great week. Love you guys. <music>